Champion bachelors Craig and Greg present a myriad of topics centering on relationships and addictions in the positive lights of experience, strength, and hope. Both have struggled with the strongholds of addiction and with relationships that went awry, and both have emerged on the other side, stronger, wiser, and better prepared to become what they once set out to be. You're listening to The Solution. Hey, Greg, how you doing? Good, Craig, how you doing? You know what's interesting? Um, tonight, today, whatever it is, it doesn't matter because we're, we're doing a show, we're doing a podcast. All right. Welcome to The Solution. And, uh, you know, Greg, we have these two books, and one of them we've been pretty much referring to for our last, what, 11 shows? Yes. And that is called 3% Man, and that is written by Corey Wayne. And that book pretty much talks about, you know, the beta man, the alpha and the beta, and, you know, how to properly get that date. Yes. You know, how to be that alpha. And here's a book that was written basically in 1987. I, start, I turned into it in 2003, but it's been getting a lot of, I don't know, recent airtime lately. And it's called Love Tactics. And... <laughs> Like I said, I started reading in 2003 just because, hey, I needed a little help. <laughs> I needed a little bit of help. And um, it's a great book. And I look to compare that book with Corey Wayne's 3% Man. You and I were working on it together, comparing and contrasting. But what's odd is, and what's not odd, but what's different is, in Corey Wayne's 3% Man, as far as friendship goes, he says, hey, if somebody wants to put you in the friend zone, tell them, uh-uh, I don't want nothing to do with the friend zone. If you, you know, want to get a hold of me, I'd love it if to hear from you again, but I do not want to be a friend. Well, Love Tactics says you cannot do anything. You cannot capture love unless you become friends. I find that quite interesting. I do too. I do too. I had the chance to, you let me read the 3% man by Corey Wayne. And then I bought the book love tactics and read it last week. And I did, I did find that interesting for the fact, the friendship, the friendship, it really, the book love tactics really got into the friendship portion of it. Absolutely. You know, you know friends before it develops into the one, you know, for you. Well, and what they do, they, they say these three things have to develop. And they show, they call it a, like a house, house of love. It's called the house of love and it has three sides. And it has the friendship is the floor that you stand on, the foundation. Respect is one of the walls or both walls, whatever. And the ceiling is passion. Passion. We all like passion. Well, we do. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, and, and Corey Wayans doesn't talk about being friends so much. It talks more more about, uh, you know, just winning the gal, you know, calling her up a few times. And then after that, letting her take over everything, you know, the dating and let her kind of pursue you. I tell you what, I like love tactics. 
Because when things are based on friendship, you know, you can develop as a friend and then things just kind of grow from there. And what's really interesting, as far as passion is concerned, I thought it took a little bit more than two to three for four percent of an equation of a hundred percent to be more than passion. But passion, you were explaining it earlier, talking about how passion you can add a little bit and then it can grow. Yes. Yeah. You can just like a fire. Take for example, passion starts with the flint. You're taking two pieces of flint, boom, to start that fire, right? So you you know, you get the passion started. And like a f- spark, it grows. It really does. It grows. Now, this is what I also learned from the school of hard knocks is that passion is one of those things that I have to take that piece of flint and spark it every day. Yeah. See what I mean? I, that's important for that passion to be in that relationship every day. And it doesn't even have to be in a sexual tone either. You know, just the, the passion that I believe yeah. I have to do my part. And I have to light that spark every day in one way or another, like a, a yeah. daily spark of that passion. I have to make a daily effort into that and, and put into that relationship. Passion is born out of an attitude, I believe, because not that I believe I know, according to this book. Now, let's just say uh, to develop passion, there's a couple of different ways. You know, you want to maintain your independence. If you maintain your independence within that relationship, a little bit of aloofness. And this is something that has to go on throughout the life of that dating, being engaged, and being married throughout that whole lifetime. And if you've basically what it is, a relationship where there's, if there's passion, there isn't somebody getting run over. If somebody's getting run over in that relationship, (laughs) there isn't passion. I agree that exactly what the book says. Yeah, because if a guy, if, if, if the woman is running over the guy, she's calling the shots and he's just like, oh, yes, dear. You know, happy wife is a happy life. No. The man needs to stand up and assert himself. You know, if, 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 if the relationship is stale and she's bored, it's because there's no respect going on. You have to have respect. Yes. Respect is huge. Without that respect, even from one party. Friendship, respect, yes. and passion. Yes. And that respect has to be happening to, to get the passion to get the love. So what do you do, you know, what do you do for to create the passion? Yes, just, I would say don't take any gruff. You know what I mean? Stand your ground, be assertive. Yep. And like we talked about in other few podcasts, there might be times where I have to say No. Exactly. I might have to say no sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And your wife, your girlfriend, your fiance, um, if she hears the word no, all of a sudden there's passion. Because she has, she feels your strength. She feels your masculinity. That immediately puts her into her femininity. You know, that's one thing that came out of Corey Wayne's 3% Man. Um, that needs to happen. I totally agree. You know, let's talk about the five 
you know, this, this part's interesting though. We're going to talk about the five basic emotional needs that need to be met in order to become good friends. Well, I'm going to pull up the book, Love Tactics, right now. Awesome. And (laughs) those five needs, let me read there just a little bit of this here. It says, um, in light of this definition, well, it says, I'm going to read this quick, talks about friendship. Before you can truly win someone's heart, you must first become friends with that person. Although this may appear easy, it really is not. True friendship meets a person's deep emotional needs. A wise person once defined a friend as someone you can think out loud in front of. In light of this definition, then, we might all find ourselves reevaluating who we really consider to be our true friends. To become a true friend, you must learn to meet that person's basic human emotional needs. And these include, Greg, the first one is attention. You know, basically, you need to show the other person that you are Oh, you're consciously aware of his or her existence. Okay, understanding is number two. That's a basic need, understanding. You know, that's just communicating your awareness that uh, that person exists isn't enough. You also need to show that you're aware of how they feel about things and how they perceive, how they perceive the world around them. Okay, number three of the five biggies is acceptance. Now, this means showing the person that you still value being with them, even though at times, well, their behavior, well, it might just suck. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) But basically, you're accepting them who they are. Right. You know? Number four, appreciation. Uh, You can satisfy this need by recognizing those redeeming qualities that the other person possesses. You know, just appreciation. Yeah. Uh, You see them doing something nice. Um the way they talk to your mom or the way they, they treat uh, people. Show them. Tell them. Hey, that was really neat the way you treated that person. I appreciate you for that. I appreciate yeah. you for that. Yeah. yeah. The fifth one is affection. And that can be something small. Something real small. Putting your hand on their back. Um, um, you know, just putting your hand on their arm and, and just saying something nice to them. That's affection. But those five, those are five basic needs that we all need. To just become someone's friend. Yes, I Isn't agree. Isn't that huge? Now, now, those things were in love tactics. Those are not in 3% man. But, you know, 3% man, let's just say right there, that book caters to men. Love tactics caters to men and women. And women. Yes, I noticed that too. Noticed that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you were talking about earlier, you had a story. About a friend or something. You were talking about something, weren't you? Yes, yeah. It's interesting because here a while back, I'd asked this girl out and I hesitated asking her out for about a year, year and a half, right? Mm-hmm. And I made mistakes on that. You know, I did. Some of the mistakes I made was I forgot that a group of friends who I hang out with and know really good are her same group of friends, too. So when you let one or two of them know, you let them all know. Yeah. You let them all know. So guess what? I'm walking into an ambush. (laughs) Okay. And a lot of times my experience has been this in the past. If a lady knows you like her and you haven't done nothing or taken an action in a long time, most of the time, this is my experience only. A lot of times it probably won't happen. 
or not right away when you finally do take the action. So what I did was I asked her out. She said no, but in a nice way, because most women don't really want to hurt a guy's feelings, especially if they respect him as a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, so like what my response was, is, she goes, I don't want to see anybody. I'm not dating anybody. So I just simply said, hey, I appreciate that. I appreciate you getting back with me right away because she did. She got back with me immediately. Like we're talking within 15 seconds, right? (laughs) The response. And so I just said, I appreciate your honesty and for letting me know if anything changes, please let me know. Thank you and have a good night. And that's what I said. And since then, I ran into her a few different times and we're still cool with each other. Yeah. We're still nice with each other, still friends with each other. And, and I feel so much better for the fact that I, that I took the action Taking the action was more rewarding. That was the coming to find out hindsight's 2020. The effort by asking her out was a bigger reward or just as big a reward if she would have said yes. Oh, yeah. You've stayed with us this far, and that shows commitment, proving you possess the trait required to obtain the solution. Now let's rejoin the show already in progress. Because a lot of times if you really like somebody and they say yes, and it's somebody you really want to be with, that in itself develops excitement. But if if you like somebody for a long time, you're in your head. Mm. And of course you're wondering, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? The what ifs. See what I mean? Just the simple, she turned me down, but nice about it. Mm -hmm. I felt good. felt like King Kong, like I could throw my chest out and do that. Well, you know, that type of you, know? <laughs> you looked good too, my friend. Let's state that because anytime anybody shows, um, shows, I don't know what word I'm looking for so much, but I'm going to say humility. Yes. In the face of defeat, because we've all asked women out and we've all been turned down. That's life. Yes, it is. Right. But how we. How we handle that situation shows a lot about our character. That's what shows our true character in life anyway, how we deal with adversity. Right. You know, you're, you're going through the, the, the mental warfare, the mental anguish of <laughs> asking somebody out. That, that's hard for everybody. And so if you get turned down, man, you turn that, you flip that right around by you were being cool about it. You're being respectful to her. And you said, hey, you know. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it was interesting too. A friend was with me when I'd ask her out and my friend, she told me, I could tell you feel so good. You feel so much better. You feel relieved. She sensed a scent. She could see that I was relieved just that I got it off my chest and asked her out. Were you more relieved? (laughs) So was part of you relieved that you got it off your chest? Was part of you relieved that you didn't have to go out with her? Was part of you relieved that? I hate to say this, but a part of me is yes. I'm just glad that I that I asked out. Then my friend, she asked me, what is the thing that you like best about her the most? I go, well, she's a really nice person. And that's what seemed to attract me. She's a really nice person. So my friend, she told me, great. There has to be more than being just a nice person. If you're going to ask somebody, <laughs> well, yes. you know, there's probably some truth to that. You know what I mean? You liked her. Yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had an interest in her. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless where the interest came from, but it come from someplace honorable. I can say that. Well, yeah. I mean, See, but yeah, that's important. That yeah. Come from an honorable place. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to ask somebody out unless I'm really interested in them. Cause that's a lot of time and money and commitment and 
Yes, exactly. Everything else. But if they say no, they say no. Well, hey, guess what? At least you know. Yes. You know, we, we can't we can't do anything until we take in the data, until we take in the information, you know, we can't or else it's a it's a story that's still up in the air. There's nothing wrong <laughs> there's nothing worse than a story that is still up in the air. I know. And then you can't write the ending either. No, you can't. You know, you got to hand them the pen. <laughs> and they, and they, you know, because they're a part of that story. Yes, you they know? are. Whatever the ending is going to be. You know, every, 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 it has an individual little chapter. Well, that chapter was, she said no. Boom, the end. Yes. Then you go to chapter two. But you left chapter one in a good way, didn't you? You left the door. You exited that thing in a good way. That's so important, the way we enter and the way we exit things. Yes, I exit it at the same time, too. I think I left a, at least an invitation. Hey, you can knock on the door, ring the doorbell mm. if you should feel different. But who knows where I'll be at at that time. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah. That's like life, you know. Yeah. Any, 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 any situation, the way we enter and the way we exit it is so That's important, right. especially the way we exit it. Because yes. that is uh, what shows our true character. It is. If we do it with the right style. Yeah. You know, you, I read all those cliches all the time that the determination of a person's character is how they, like you said, the adversity. How do I react to something, especially to situations? Not what I do. It's simply how I react to, to yep. situations. Yep. What tells about my character. You know? Yep. Yeah. You know, one thing about these two books, comparing and contrasting them. And when you take, when you get the same things from both books and you know you really have something, well, this show we're just going to talk about a little bit, but we're going to take some other shows too and compare them because that way we can pull the real meat out of both of those books because they're both good yes. and give the high, high grade advice to our <laughs> listeners, right? Yes. <laughs> and then their toolbox is packed full of great things to take forward. One of the things that both books talked about is hope plus doubt equals passion. Which is interesting is that part's that's mentioned in both books. I remember yeah. reading that in both books, yes. Yeah, and that's that's big. So you know It to, is very big. It is, you know, and, and and to create the passion in the one interview with the with the gentleman um that wrote Love Tactics, his name is Thomas McKnight. I listened to an interview coming out of L.A. last night, and uh, he said, it was interesting the way he said that passion um, you doesn't take much. He, he, drew, he drew up an equation of, he drew up an equation where 90% is friendship, 8% is um, respect, and 2% is passion. Is that wild or what? Very wild, yes. Well, I've been telling people this for the last couple years you know before diving into into the various literature about relationships right just from my own experience and hearing other people talk on tv and reading articles and then going to weddings right and one thing interesting that really maybe i was supposed to see this i don't know or they've always been on napkins or the little table settings or the little flyers they pass out or programs at weddings. But I see this slogan and I either that or I just notice it. it seems like just about every wedding I go to in the vows or someplace on the table settings, it says today I marry my best friend. Yeah. There's something to be said in that. Yep. It doesn't say today I marry 
I bury um, my best lay that I've had to date, you know, or you see what I mean? And that's, I mean, that's kind of funny. What do you think about Unless it? Unless they it, got married after a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, I I wrote this little letter on Facebook here a while back. Maybe that might get mentioned in a podcast sometime, but it was about a friend of mine who contacted me and she's, you know, obviously in a relationship where she's just this guy's sex toy. You know what I mean? It's just, they hook up. She loves him. He doesn't feel the same way. Okay. Anyway, she was she was talking to me, and um, she can't release the guy's grips, you know. So that's like I said, I'm not going to get into it too much. But one of the comments that was back was a comment was from another one of my friend, and she said that love is the the key of all. It's not the exact words. I'd have to pull it up and read it when that podcast comes along. But she just goes, "Hey, the most beautiful thing in any relationship is love and respect." And this lady comes out and said, it, "Love and respect," and she goes. She goes, the sex doesn't have to be great without love and respect. But if those things are the, you know, love and respect are together, mm-hmm. then the sex and lovemaking inevitably becomes great because those factors are in play. Oh, absolutely. Then and they, I'm like, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Then they become emotional. Yes. Very and then emotional. it's always going to be great. Then the lovemaking is always going to be great. Yes. If yeah. you maintain that passion. I know. Because so often, myself included, guilty of that. You know, I think that sex itself is just raw, but the the passion part of it, so many times I've mistaken great sex for love. Mm-hmm. I have. And it's like, no, I, I mean, I'm older and experienced. It's like, no, no way. You know, I want something with meaning. Like you said, passion, love, mm-hmm. the full package. Right. Full exactly. Package. Yeah. And, you know, to the friendship thing, it makes sense that that uh, friendship would transition into love. Yes. You know, and I'm not knocking uh, The 3% Man at no, all. No, it's a great book in itself. It's a great book. It yes, has a it lot is. of great things. And those are some things we're going to... I, I enjoy this podcast even just talking about them, comparing and contrasting, pulling the best things out yes. of them. But, um, but yeah, you know, um, to be friends with them, you if you're a guy or whatever and she says oh i just want to be friends well if you had dated three months and she all said and throws you in the friend zone the biggest thing you want to do you don't have to say oh no i don't want to be your friend and walk away and say hey when you want to be more than that give me a call what you can do is if she says to you hey you know what i just want to be friends well guess what you do guess what the guy does he looks at her and he says hey that's cool no problem. He's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then she's going, wow, he handled that good. Yeah. And that in itself is impressive. Yeah. He exited it in the right way. And then he <laughs> just, and then he is, he goes about his business being aloof and independent. And guess what? Guess who she's calling in about three weeks? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's leaving the door open. Yes. You know, don't slam it in her face, you know. You don't you leave that door open. And not being rude to her either. And because let's yeah. just say it, women, you know, they it's an emotional deal with women. They they that they're more emotional than men. Okay. Yes, they are. A friend of mine is a psychologist. He said look at a woman's emotional scale. And I'm not saying it to cut women down because I'll be mentioning no. the men's here. But a woman's emotions It'd be the the way you look at electrocardiogram, the printout, mm-hmm. up and down, up and down, up and down. And the marks are more up and down, the distance from the low end to the high end, like mm-hmm. in the beating of the heart, right? 
there's some distance there. Now, however, of a male, you logic, know, the, logic, that's the word I'm looking for. Right. Logic, logic and reasoning. If you're looking at a wavelength there, it'd be more like a, a lower up and down, like a gradual, more straight across. You know, it'd be like, yeah. like not too high, not too low, just more even, just more even, you know? Yeah, exactly. Men th- tend to tend to think in reasoning and logic. Women tend to do it emotionally. So that woman, she throws you in the friend zone. You're cool about it. Hey, in three weeks, her emotions will change. She'll be calling you. There you go. There you go. We're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap this show up, listeners. Thank you so much for joining in. Send us emails at Craig twenty forty two at gmail dot com. Greg, awesome show. I love it. Thank Do you. It. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, listeners. Great job. And also yeah. the comments. We want to hear those comments too. Yeah, we want to hear the comments, and we want you to tell us whatever you want to tell us. Tell us. Awesome. Yeah. Take care. This concludes this episode of The Solution. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to check out our next episode. Send your questions and comments to Craig2042 at gmail.com. That's Craig with a C. Until next time, good luck and goodbye.